Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Same 24 Hours podcast. You do not want to miss out on today's episode. If you're listening, I assume you want to listen to it anyway, so that's why you're here. But if you're listening and click off, don't forget to come click back because this was a very life-changing episode in a very unexpected way. So before we get started and I introduce you to the guest, I want to remind you in case you haven't been listening to the podcast for a while or you're not following on social media that I am launching a new coaching community in the new year. It's called Meredith Atwood Community and Coaching, very creative, MAC for short, M-A-C-C. And it's a totally free community to join. And part of one of my goals um, in the year of no nonsense, (laughs) which was supposed to be last year, but it's every year if you ascribe to the philosophy. And one of the things that I want to encourage people to do is to find a way to allow social media, to allow um, self-help and education and growth to work for them. And what I wanted to do was get a community off of Facebook, get us off of Instagram, and only have us go to those platforms when we really feel like getting sucked in, when we feel like you know, browsing puppies and watching weightlifting videos, which is what I do, but not to feel like we have to go to one of those arguably destructive communities when we're looking for our growth. And I don't mean destructive in a way like screw Facebook and screw Instagram, but I mean, sometimes it's really hard to go get your self-help or go get your community and your growth from those platforms that are constantly throwing ads at you and, and the comparison culture and the people pleasing and all of that. So make sure you go to swimbikemom.com, sign up for the newsletter to make sure you can stay up to date on joining the Mac community in the new year. There will be a select group of people who get exclusive early access around Christmas and then at the end of the year. So sign up for that and it's going to be exciting. Now on to our guest today. Samantha Skelly is a seven-figure entrepreneur an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a wellness coach. But she is here to talk to us today about breath work. And I have had a lot of people on the podcast talk about meditation. And Jarek Robbins visited during the early pandemic days, and we did some breath work. But this is the first time I've ever done a breath work coaching session online, on a live online, on a live recording. (laughs) And it was cool. Like I turned off my mic so I didn't distract anyone. But if you're listening to this episode, prepare toward the end. It's about a 30 minute episode. Prepare to sit down and give yourself the gift of the three minutes that Samantha um, bestows upon us at the end to do a little breathwork exercise. Literally three minutes. You totally have three minutes. It was awesome, and I'm super grateful, and I will be joining her um, six-week program as soon as I get done recording this. I'm dead serious. I felt it was really incredible, really incredible. So check her out at pausebreathwork.com, also samanthaskelly.com, and she has been featured all over the place and talks about underlying food and body and self-love issues and how breathwork has helped her regain her power with, um, in all these areas of her life. So she is absolutely adorable, fun, and potentially just life-changing. And I gotta love, I just love, love, love days like this are the days that I'm so grateful I have this podcast because I get to meet such interesting people who are changing lives and who have just changed mine. So hope you all enjoy this episode with Samantha Skelly. 
Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I am your host, Meredith Atwood, and I'm taking a big breath. Because I'm very excited about our guest today. Samantha Skelly is here and we are talking about breath work. So welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. What year are you in if you're so good? <laughs> you know what? This is going to piss off everybody, but man, I've, I've, there's been parts of this year that I've, I'm like, this is my favorite year. I get it. <laughs> I mean, it has been a t- like if you're into personal growth and you're into like resets and you're into figuring yeah. out what's important, like this has been the year for it. I didn't realize. So last year I traveled every week. I was in a new place last year and I I was like, I love traveling. It's so great. I get to see so many things. But then this year we barely traveled at all. And I'm like, oh no, I'm a hermit. I love being <laughs> at home. Like this is so good. Yeah. And no one is going to get me to put clothes on. I mean, I have clothes mm-hmm. on right now for those who are listening and not watching. Um, but I mean, like real getting dressed, it's, it's just yeah. nice to not, I don't know. Oh, I mean, it's good. It's the good place. life. It's the good life, girlfriend. I'm not going back. <laughs> well, and I used to be a lawyer, so I used to like have to go into an office and look nice every day. And so anytime I start to do a new project or something that requires me to like go corporate, I'm like, no way. I fought that Uh too hard. I can't go Uh back. (laughs) I know. I know. I've got my like little slippers on. I, I I put a, I only put hat and a lipstick on because of this. Otherwise I'm looking, (laughs) looking like a hot mess express. (laughs) Well, and sometimes when I do video podcasts, I do. And then sometimes I'm like, Oh, I just, I'm cause I'm going to work out after this. I'm like, ah, Samantha doesn't care. We're going (laughs) to, It doesn't matter. I All right. You look great. Oh, well, thank you. Well, so let's, I, I kind of want to rewind before we start just cool. diving into breath work, what it is, why we care, why we need it and talk about you. Where did you come from and why, how, how did you um, decide this was a thing that was important to you? What was, let's like run through your childhood real quick and, and yeah. who you are. And then let's make the connection to what we're going to talk about today. I get asked that question all the time. Where do you come from? Where do you come from? You're so weird. What (laughs) happened? So I, so I grew up as a child actress and a dancer. So my whole life was in front of the camera on stage, that whole, that whole thing. And naturally being in the entertainment industry, you deal with a lot of rejection, a lot of Um, comparison, a lot of perfectionism, and those sorts of things are hard as adults, but even harder as a child, especially a child that like, I'm a super sensitive being, you know, just with everything. So years and years and years and years and years of of rejection and comparison and perfectionism, blah, 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 manifested into a really bad eating disorder when I was 18. So when I was 18 years old, I started 
just chronically dieting. And I was on over 50 diets in less than four years and just really had no idea how to eat normally. <laughs> everything mm -hmm. was, um, everything had to be calculated and measured out. And I, I couldn't not be on a diet. Like I couldn't just use food for health and hunger or intuitively eat. That made no sense to me. It was always so tied to calories and restriction and deprivation and exercise and the whole thing to the point where it took up like 80% of my mental energy was, was around that whole shtick. Hmm. So that went on for four years and I, I called it my diet depression years where I, I can remember times where I would wake up in the morning and the first thought of my mind was, oh, I can't wait to go to bed tonight. And not because I didn't want to live, but because the thoughts of my mind were just so overwhelming. You know, my mind was constantly bullying my body and I was caged in this, this reality that felt really just intense and, and fueled with fear. And so I began wondering if I would ever get over it. And there was this part of me that was like, no, you're just going to be stuck like this. Like, this is just the thing that you deal with. Like you'll never find food freedom. You're, you'll never find body freedom. But then there's this other part of me that knew better. And I I've always been a, really deep into personal development. Um, and through this like diet depression years, I just got completely sidetracked from doing the work and, and, you know, doing my practices and, and visioning and all that kind of stuff. I just sort of like shrunk my world during those times. My dad is, a, my dad was, and is a huge Tony Robbins fan. And so my dad used to like play Tony tapes in the car and on road trips. And so, you know, his, his large raspy voice has just been like consumed into my nervous system, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Me too. Yeah. I love Tony. Oh, he's great. He's super great. I did his his platinum partnership last year. So I got to travel all around and go to his different events. It was so rad, oh, but uh, yeah, I got, I got sidetracked during this time. Cause I took, I, I didn't, I was so consumed with my like food addiction and exercise addiction and being wrapped up in that world that I lost track of what mattered. And I prioritized my body image over my mental health and um, just spun myself into like a really dark place. So I got to a point where I'm like, I need to learn how to get through this because I can't live like this. Like, this is crazy. And so I began, you know, reading books and journaling about it. And everyone was like, just do meditation. Meditation will work. And I, at the time, I, I love meditation now, but at the time I couldn't meditate because I felt so uncomfortable in my body. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't, like the thought of feeling my emotions I'm like, no friggin' way I'm doing, there's no way I'm doing that, no chance. And so I, I just sort of like tried all these like bandaid on bullet wind approaches and never really got to the, to the core. So I was reading Eat, Pray, Love. And at the time- That'll like, do it. It'll yeah. do whatever you need. <laughs> that book. <laughs> it's so good, right? And so I, I flew to Bali naturally because that's what she did. And, right. um, and I- went to go find this like medicine dude, like this energy healer or whatever, this acupuncturist. And so I got there and he, he started like, you know, doing his little acupuncture thing to me. And he's like, you gotta go, you have to meditate. Your brain's broken. You think too much. And I'm like, oh God, everyone's telling me to meditate and I can't meditate. So I'm like, maybe meditation's different in Bali. So I hop on, I hop on the scooter and I go back to this like meditation studio that 
by where I was staying. And I went to go to, I went to try and go to a meditation class and I, I missed it. And the next class on the agenda was a breathwork class. So I was like, breathwork, like, what is that? Surely that's just like breathing. Like I've been doing that my whole life and the timing on it, there was three hours. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm just going to sit there and breathe for three hours. It's insane. But I'm like, you know what? I got nothing else to do. So let's just go for it. So I walk up the stairs to this class and everyone's lying down with pillows and blankets. Like they're about to have a sleepover. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, what the heck's happening? And the teacher is dressed all in white and he looks like Jesus. I'm like, what is going, this is weird. <laughs> Some weird shit is about to go down. Right, right. And so he came up to me and he, he was like, are you ready to go on the ride of your life? And I'm like, what do you, I was like, what you're like, wait a minute. What do the pillows and blankets have to do with this ride? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? He said, you were going to experience emotions in your body that you've forgotten about that you, you, you've never, you haven't remembered that you, you could feel them. And this was at a time in my life where I felt anxious or I felt numb. And then when I felt numb, I did things to make myself feel anxious. And when I was anxious, I did things to make, make me feel numb. So I kind of just toggled between those two emotions. I didn't really feel anything else. So I, I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's dealing with, <laughs> but I will try this. Um, so I lied down and I started breathing in the pattern that they suggested. And within a few moments, my body felt so alive and so activated and I really was breathing for three hours straight it felt like 15 minutes because time just sort of collapses when we're in that altered state of consciousness but I went through the entire spectrum of emotionality I I was you know I was uh, the highest states of like bliss and joy and ecstasy and then and then um, grieving and crying and shedding away a lot of emotion that was like I was holding on to and it was just so profound so amazing and I woke up from that experience and I was like, what the heck was that? I'm like, why does, why does the whole world not know that we can do that? I'm like, if only like humans knew that we could absolutely achieve these states without any drugs or anything, just our breath, like what the heck? And so I just became obsessed with breath work. And this was 10 years ago and it helped me heal my eating disorder because I could tell the difference between an emotional hunger cue and a physical hunger cue. And I realized that so much of what I was hungry for was an emotion, not food right. or whatever. And I realized that like my body image has nothing to do with my happiness. And so there was like, I broke through like all of these illusions that I was living under. And so I, I then began studying breathwork. I'm like, I want to get to the bottom of like what this thing is. And so at the time I took every certification on the market, which at the time was super limited, they're starting to pop up now. Um, and we, we, we have one at, at pause breathwork, but back then it was barely anything. And so I, I, I then just became a student of the work and I became just ruthlessly obsessed with bettering myself through breathwork. And I never thought that I would start a business out of it, but two years ago I did. And it's amazing. And it's so much fun to teach people how powerful they are through breathwork. So how is breathwork different than meditation? And if you had gone to the meditation clinic or like clinic, whatever it was, instead of the breathwork, like what yeah. would have been different? You know, maybe you would have gone into meditation, but how is it different? Breathwork is like meditation on steroids. It is, it gives us access way quicker without having to fight through the mind and fight through the emotions. 
So when we're sitting in meditation, if someone, if someone is brand new to meditation, they're sitting there and what they're experiencing is their mind going through a lot of chaos, the to-do list, the busyness, the fear, the worry, the everything. And, and you're supposed to push that away. You're supposed to be like, push it away, push it away, push it away. <laughs> like, I don't know how you do that. How do you do that? And then, and then, and then you're also up against emotionality, like you're, the sensations in your body that are, that are really intense. So we're trying to find stillness amongst all of this. And meditation is so powerful, but it takes such a lo- long learning curve for people to get to the results that they actually want. And so I, that's what I was coming up against. I'm like, I, I don't have the, literally don't have the time to like sit here for three hours a day and try and like feel my emotions and get to this calm place. So what breath work does is it, it helps us unhook the mind. So we're not so hooked on to reality. It helps us shift our emotions. So we're not so identified with them. And it gets us into that place of alignment and peace and clarity way quicker than meditation. Now, meditation is beautiful after we do breath work, because after we release the mind and shift the emotions, we can sit there in that state for uh, like hours and you can feel amazing because you're not fighting all of these things that are trying to pull you away. And so I've just been the biggest advocate of breathwork. Like breathwork is, is um, like breathwork technically is under the umbrella of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so some of my teachers call it like breathwork meditation. Um, but typically speaking, when people think meditation, they think sitting there in silence doing nothing, which is generally what you know we, we do. But with breathwork, it is a type of meditation, but it is more intense. There's an active doingness to it, which I think people really love you know, rather than sitting there in silence, trying to achieve, you know, that state of bliss where (sighs) we're moving the energy, we're moving the breath, the mind is focusing on a physical doing this, which brings us into the beingness. So the body's doing the work, the breath is doing the work and our physical brains and minds aren't trying and efforting to get there, if that makes sense. And so much of what stops us in transformation is the efforting, the trying to, the the forcing in order to get to that place of bliss and contentment and oneness and harmony and all the rest of it. Yeah, one of the things you mentioned was when you tried to meditate way back when you had such a difficulty being in your body that that's why it felt inaccessible. And I had that same experience when I first um, I started therapy a couple years ago, and the the therapist was a somatic experiencing therapist, and he was like, "I want you to feel the chair against your legs, and I want you to." And I was like, "I'm out of (laughs) here!" Like, no. Like yeah. I could feel this just mm-hmm. revulsion to like mm-hmm. feeling my body on anything. And that was very interesting to me. And so every time I meditate, you know, there's, there's often this um, lead in of feel, you know, seeing what you see, hear what you hear and like getting in touch with what you feel. And I'm like, mm-hmm. can I just jump into yeah. whatever it is I'm doing? And by now I'm over it and I, I can be in my body a little bit yeah. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what is an example of how you, how that, I guess, would bridge what you do bridges that uncomfortableness, maybe that if someone has with starting the meditation and being in your body and Mm -hmm. does breath work bridge that a little bit? It's less about a bridging of, and more of opening the window of tolerance. So let me explain what I mean by that. It's most people don't 
don't have any capacity to feel their emotions, which is why we cut off our emotions. We go up to our head and we overanalyze, we overcontrol, and we're constantly operating from our sympathetic fight or flight nervous system. We're chronically there as a society, which is why everyone's so freaking stressed out. And then 2020 happens and then we're like stressed out, you know, 10 to 10. So that's essentially the, the, the deal. And the reason why we don't have, we're not comfortable in our body is because of trauma. It's like we, we were growing up and we were like two, three, four years old and we were in our bodies and we were experiencing everything. And then we had like a, uh, like a guttural, like, um, like trauma and whatever that was, whether someone said something to us or we got denied or rejected, or we didn't get our needs met and we shut down. And so in that shutting down process, the system decided, I never want to be in my body again. This is a terrible feeling. Yeah. And so the, the body remembers everything. The body remembers how painful that was. So we decided, we created a protector that said, I'm going to live in my head. I'm going to overanalyze and over, you know, control and be hypervigilant about everything. So I never have to feel that feeling again. And so that's essentially why we have this inability to be in our bodies, which is a very normal thing. And it is, it is mm. a very conditioned thing. So when it comes to utilizing breath work, there's, um, we have to slowly open up the window of tolerance for feeling. And what I mean by that is even a minute a day to start to feel the activations in your body and start to feel the aliveness of like, oh, I'm actually safe to feel this. I, I never recommend someone doing breath work for three hours. Like I did when I first started, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm surprised I wasn't like peace out. That was crazy. I'm out. So at pause, we slowly guide people to the experience of feeling their emotions and, and, and really letting them be in that, in that energetic state. And so it takes time and we got to go slow. But I think one of the best things about breathwork that people love is we really do feel an, an, an enormous shift within a few moments. Whereas in meditation, it's like we're sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting like, did, did that work? Did I, am I more enlightened? Am I, am I woke now? Like there's like this, there's like this questioning, right? But with breath work, it's undeniable. You hundred percent feel it. You feel the shift, you feel the clarity. So for somebody who has experienced a lot of trauma or, or just like anyone, my recommendation is like really start slow, slowly open up the window, window of tolerance and let your body like feel, feel it. Okay. So obviously they can check out your programs and, and what you offer as far as how to learn breath work, but do you have anything you could share with us today or yeah. like, could we do one? Or yeah. Like, do you want yeah. to? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Okay. How close do I need to get to the mic or how far away? No, you're, you're good. You're good. Just like how oh, you sorry. are, where you are. Okay. So if, if you're listening right now and you're driving, don't do this because you will feel a little bit dizzy at the beginning. So if you're driving, don't do this. If you're like holding something fragile, like a baby or something, don't do this because you might drop it. I don't know. Don't do, don't just make sure you're safe. <laughs> Sit down or lie down. Uh, don't do this to anyone. Um, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a breath pattern for about two minutes. And then we're going to take a deep breath in through the nose and we're going to hold at the top. Okay. When we do that deep breath in and hold at the top, you're going to experience your body going like, oh, no, 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 for, for like five seconds. You're going to take a deep breath in and your body's going to go, no, and just allow yourself to move through the chaos of that until you find the calm because you will on the other side of that. Okay. When you're doing the breath pattern, you'll notice that there's a lot of activation that comes in your body. 
there's a lot of your mind will be like, what are you doing? You're going to hyperventilate, you know, all those sorts of things. Your mind, your mind are going to, is going to play tricks on you. So just observe the mind and stay in the body. Okay. So the breath pattern that we're going to do today is called the tri-active breath. It's in through the belly, up into the chest and out through the mouth. So it sounds like this. So I'm only breathing through the mouth. Okay. So, but I'm breathing. Yeah, you got it. All That's through it. the, all through the mouth. You got it. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's my take, face. It's <laughs> my face is bright red. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm breathing. Breathing is so embarrassing. <laughs> look at tomato. Look at me. Oh my God. Do you see how like, look at my chest. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything like this? You're like, oh my God. It's just different. Like we're right? not like, live. <laughs> we're putting, we're putting, we're just doing something different. So breathing only through the mouth. And then at the end, we'll take a deep breath in and we'll hold at the top and then we'll, we'll relax. Okay. Okay. I'm going to mute me. Okay, cool. In case I, in case I screw up and start laughing that way, anyone that's actually for real. Will, um, so I'm going to mute me. You lead. I will do, but in okay. case I go like off kilter, I won't okay, be influencing good. everyone else's experience because <laughs> I am a cartoon. All right, here I go. You go. You lead. All right. So closing your eyes, dropping your shoulders, just taking a moment and observing your body, how you are now. And just without judgment, just noticing the thoughts in your mind, the emotions in your body. That's it. And placing your left hand on your belly, right hand on your chest, just feeling your body, feeling yourself. And when you are ready, let's start the breath pattern together. safe to breathe. It's safe to feel. Letting the body do the work. When you're ready, taking a deep breath in through the nose, 
holding at the top. When you're ready, relaxing the breath, keeping the eyes closed, noticing the stillness in the body. openness in your heart, the clarity in your mind. And when you're ready, opening up your eyes, coming back into the space. That's crazy. Yeah, right? Wow. Oh my gosh. And you're right, like with the... Um, the holding of the breath, it, it actually wasn't the first five seconds for me. I just didn't know how long you were going to have me hold. <laughs> so it was like, after a while, I was like, I wonder if I'm ever going to get out of this. Like, it's okay. If I'm not, that was what was weird. There, like, it, there was no panic. It was like, I'll eventually get to breathe. It was very strange. Very, very, but oh my gosh, that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that exercise, I do that probably 30 times a day. Okay. And what the reason I do that is because like, even now I, it, it drops me into the, into the sympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest so that I can enhance my critical thinking. My intuition is more on, I can make better decisions when I'm chronically in my sympathetic and being in front of a computer and running two companies all day, you get it. It's like, I, I will start making decisions from my sympathetic nervous system based on reaction, not, pro, you know, being proactive. Um, so whenever I need an energy boost, whenever I need a reset, whenever I want to send that shitty email, whenever <laughs> I feel like, uh, whenever I'm getting resentful, I'll just tap into that. And it's so quick. And like, what else can shift our state in less than three minutes? Nothing. So that was, that was less than three minutes. I was going to ask you how yeah, long that was. Yeah. We breathed for two minutes and then we held the breath for like about a minute. That was a minute. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like the, if you would have said, okay, now we're just going to hold our breath for a minute. Like if, when we first started the podcast, I, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could, I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And what did you call that? What was that exercise called? The triactive breath, triactive breath. Yeah. So I assume you have many, there's many different breathing patterns for, for many different, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, like why, why would you have different breathing patterns? Is there, is there a reason for yeah. doing longer or shorter? Yeah. Such a good question. So there's breath work. So that was an energizing pattern. That was one of our more intense patterns we have softer patterns as well. So we have one called the hybrid active, which is just into the nose, relax, exhale. So that's more of a relaxing one versus the triactive really activates the body. There's two types of breath work, breath work for relaxation and breath work for transformation. So if I want to relax at the end of the day, I'll do the hybrid active, which is just like a lot softer. If I want to charge the body up and I, you know, before I go on stage or something, then I'll do the triactive breath. Um, breath work for transformation when we do it. So if we do that triactive breath for an, a long period of time, 
we'll lose touch with reality a little bit and we'll go into an altered state of consciousness. And that's where like the deep work can, can happen. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. Cause there for a moment, I was like, I don't, yeah. I was just like, I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. Come to one of my my workshops. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I know that was amazing. It was amazing. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you, um, and find about your, your breath work and and just follow you so they can learn more. Yeah. Everything is at samanthaskelly.com. So from, from samanthaskelly.com, you can access our six week breathwork course. You can access our breathwork facilitator training. Um, all of my hungry for happiness stuff. So if you food and body stuff is on there, you can get the book on there. You can link to the podcast. It's all, it's all there. So if you okay. want, if you want more goodness, just samanthaskelly.com. And then I'm also super active on Instagram at, at samanthaskelly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was great. Yeah, yeah of course. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.